Well, I think the number that I can count now, Sakina, is close to about 5,000 who have already gathered here. But others are still trickling in. They're being ferried by buses from different places. And we understand that some are coming from different areas um, where AMKU is um, having members the likes of uh, Limpopo West and Rustenburg or the greater Rustenburg uh, region. Itumeleng, what are people saying? You know, uh, this is, of course, uh, a landmark commemoration of the 10th since this terrible tragedy occurred. So what are they saying today and how different is it from years gone by? Magina, let me tell you this. The same sentiment that I got when I, I, I arrived here the same kind of uh, interviews that I had when I arrived here in 2012 on the 17th of August, I'm still getting them today. I'm still hearing people saying that people must be arrested for the murder of their husbands, their brothers, their uncles. And I'm still hearing people saying that they need to be compensated. And I'm still hearing people say calling on the president, Cyril uh, Ramaphosa, who at the, um, in 2012 was, um, was, was a, a, a non-executive member of a lone mean platinum calling on him that he must come to Marigana and apologize to them because the president has been apologizing on public um, spaces, but he has not met them physically and apologize to them and, you know, build that relationship with them. Adina. And now, Itumeleng, you know, uh, speaking of that and uh, obviously justice that has been elusive or evasive for many of the victims, um, just in speaking to some of the family members, where are they at in their healing process right now? I mean, I'll tell you um, that people are still, we still having situations where you start the interview with this person and five minutes later you see tears running down. You know, they start crying because they're still, you know, you, you can see that they're still having that fresh uh, pain or still recalling the incidents that claimed the lives of their loved ones. So, uh, more like the same thing, whether they receive um, counseling or not, but they're still crying. And most of them are saying that this is being compounded by the fact that there's never been justice, um, there's never been compensation for some of them. And they're still complaining about the same things that they were complaining about in 2012. And some are even saying, did their loved ones die in vain? Did what they were fighting for ever been received? Have, have those things been received or achieved? I mean, in Marikana here, you're still having service delivery concerns. Where I am now, it's at Nkani informal settlements. There's still shakes there. The roads are terrible. There's no electricity. People are complaining about water and stuff like that. So the question is, did those people even die or just die in vain? And those that, the things that they were complaining about have not been achieved. So that's the feeling now. Even the program, um, there's a little bit of a, challenge, a change to the program because over all these years we've been seeing uh, the replaying part being done at around 4 o'clock because remember it has always been the case that at 3 o'clock there's that moment of silence and the singing of um, uh, the Senzenina song and then Today, there's a bit of a, a, a change to the program. They started with reef laying, and then the official program will be starting. They've just done, um, uh, they've been busy with the uh, entertainment uh, uh, part of the program again.
Itumeleng, uh, what about government's presence at this commemoration? Um, is there anyone there from government? Have they been invited? Do we know? So here's how AMCU has been approaching this. They've said over the years that they're not inviting anyone. Um, they're not sending out invitations to anyone. Anyone who wants to be here can come. So they um, they have been saying that uh, over the years. And today, and over the years, we have, I think it's about once or twice where we saw government being represented, but they were not given an opportunity to also um, give messages of support. But today, what I can tell you is that we never received any communication from either the provincial or national government as to whether they will be part of the commemoration. And I haven't seen anyone from the government side, Sakina. Um, Itibuleng, so uh, some of the children as well, we know over the years there have been bursary funds and the like. So let's talk about that. You know, uh, have you had opportunity to speak to some of the children and and what are they saying? So we've we've, we've been consistently speaking to the children who um, uh, lost their uh, parents during the uh, 2012 Marikana massacre. And some of them are indicating that indeed they mind, starting from Lon Min and then now Sibanya. The best promise that they will be taking them to school um, has been kept. Um, some of them are at tertiary level, and some of them are still at basic education during uh, your matric, grade 11, grade 10. But um, I spoke with one of the widows um, this uh, this week, Aisha Fundi, who told us that um, one of her children refused to take that advisory, saying he wanted nothing to do with the mind because that's where his father died. He was a security officer here. He says because his father was protecting the mine, he will never take any buzzer from the mine. And then he's now with the military. And the second one took that buzzer, but he's still struggling to come to terms with what happened to his father um, 10 years ago. So he ended up dropping out from, um, the, or, or from the university where he was attending. And that is so poignant. And, uh, you know, as you say, the first son not wanting to have anything to do with the mines or I suppose anything that had to do with the death of his father. And Aisha Fundi, of course, is uh, the widow of Hassan Fundi, who was one of the two security guards who were killed in the lead up to the 16th. So... What has happened for them? Because there's been a lot of focus on the 34 miners who were killed on the 16th, but some people have basically critiqued, and perhaps rightly so, that there hasn't been much focus uh, or not the same level of focus on those who died in the lead-up to the massacre. Yes, indeed, Sagina. So when we spoke to Aisha this week, she told us that the... There's a little bit of um, uh, 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 cooperation coming for. Say, for instance, um, the fair which is representing the 34 uh, widows has now included them as well. They are also representing them and looking out for their interests. And they invited them even on the 10th and 11th. So they invited all the widows of, of, of the 44 people who were killed here in Marikana. However, she's still not happy with the fact that when this commemoration is held, um, the, the blame is seemingly being put on their husbands, who were also at work, who were also sent out there by the employer to come and ensure that there's 
peace and stability here in Mauritania. But she still believes that on the side of government um, and the mine, they're still being closed out. However, she says there are uh, uh, instances where the mine is also uh, coming on board uh, on the likes of you know, uh, get, getting houses for them as well. They donated the houses for them um, as, as, as part of um, the widows as well. So the mine is, is doing something in that regard, but the, more of the blame is put on, on government. And of course, uh, we know that uh, the Right to Know campaign, we hope to speak to them, Itumeleng. They are marching to the NPA offices to stage a picket there. But with regard to the reason why the miners embarked on the strike, they were uh, demanding a wage, a salary of 12,500 rand. How much is the lowest paid worker earning now at these mines? So in an interview with um, Blaine Herman on Sunday, the executive um, uh, president of um, stakeholder for stakeholder relations at Sibanye um, indicated that the lowest paid employee is earning 14,000 rand. And, but but I, I'll have to indicate that some unions are disputing that. But AMCO has also been consistently indicating that they've managed to go through the 12,500 rents that they were uh, demanding from the employer. So they are also saying that um, the lowest paid employee is at over 12,500, over 13,000. But other unions, say for instance, the National Union of Mine Workers, is also disputing that, saying that it's actually the workers who lost more. Well, Itumeleng, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much. And uh, obviously our reporter there in Marikana bringing us the latest from that 10th commemoration of the Marikana massacre.